0: Hey listeners, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations, where we believe that everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. We invite guests from various backgrounds to share with you what makes them unique. Our hope is that you and I can learn and grow together. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to learn from Jason Bahamundi. Jason has done lots of cool things from running multiple hundred mile races starting a business, and teaching at the college level. Jason is also very active on his social media, sharing with run, Try Mag. So Jason, thank you for coming on today. I'm really excited to have you and learn more about you. But I think what kind of caught my attention was the 100-mile races. Not too many people do that. So I kind of want to know. I don't think most people wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to run 100 miles. I kind of want to know, What got you into that and kind of got you down that path?
1: Sure, Josh. Thank you very much for having me on in the first place. Really excited to chat with you. (laughs) The title of your podcast is Intelligent Conversations, and running 100 miles and intelligence probably don't go really well together, (laughs) um, (laughs) to be honest with you. But um, I do think that what happens out there on on the trail for 100 miles, which for me can take anywhere between 19 hours and 28 hours is your opportunity to get away from technology, get away from the noise, get away from the everyday and be within your own head to ask questions about life, about what's happening, about all the different things while completing this what seems like an insurmountable task, right? So the question you asked was, how does one get started in this? And I would have to rewind 15 years to getting started in triathlons and um, growing in progression from – the shorter distance triathlon events to an Ironman distance event to wanting to find what my next challenge was going to be. And it turned out running a uh, hundred miles turned out to be that next challenge. And it's been fascinating to go on this journey this entire time. I've been doing it for almost 10 years now, and I'll be racing wow. at the end of April in California, my next hundred mile race.
0: That's cool. I, again, when I saw the hundred miles, like I said, that is so impressive. Not too many people do that. And you said that you like the feeling of getting out of, like, away from technology. And I think that's also an interesting point that we can kind of go down. And I am curious, when you run, you know, miles on miles on end, do you listen to music or is it just you and you're running 100 miles? Is that What, what are kind of your strategies to keep going and pushing? Because that's not easy.
1: Yeah, no no it's not easy. Um and and I always laugh. So you mentioned Run Tri Mag, which is a business that I started 2 years ago and and we work with beginner athletes or talk to beginner athletes, I guess you could say. And and one of the things that they're always looking for is the easy event. I'm like none of these things are ever going to be easy. They all come with their own challenges, right? So if you run a flat One hundred mile course. The challenge is to run it slow enough at the beginning so you have enough energy at the end. The challenge Mm -hmm. with running a mountainous one hundred mile course like you are up in uh, Salt Lake is to pace yourself out of the gate, knowing you're going to be climbing for you know tens of thousands of feet. And so, um, to answer your question, I don't listen to any music whatsoever. I um, I get out there and I listen to my body. And I listen to what nature has to tell me because, you know, you're going to be out there for, let's just say 24 hours it's a full day. And if you think about what you do in your daily life on a full day, I'm going to be doing that too. I just going to be doing it while I'm running. Right. So you need to be in touch with your body. What hurts? What doesn't hurt? Can I go faster? Should I slow down? You're constantly evaluating where you are in the race and where you are mileage wise um, so that you can have enough energy when the. Race starts to come to the conclusion um, to finish because you know sitting on the side of a trail <laughs> in a mountain you know for hours on end is not a good feeling because uh, I've been there too um, you know so just so your audience and you understand with a hundred mile race typically you get a running partner at around mile fifty to sixty depending on the event now some athletes will go without. A pacer, other athletes like myself will have multiple pacers um, because for me, I want to have companionship in that moment um, because I've already been running probably 12, 14 hours and yeah. I've been doing it by myself for that long. So bring somebody in to to partner with for the next 10 hours. And I like to have two people, honestly. And, and the reason being is you, I'd like to have conversations just like we're having. Like I love talking yes. to people. And being able to have different people with me at different stages of the game is important because, in addition to um, pacing me and talking to me, they're making sure that I'm being fed and they're making sure that I'm drinking. But the reality is, they're also running 20 miles, which is not easy either. swap somebody out after 20 miles and bring somebody else in and you're able to finish the race and have fresh, they're having fresh legs is going to motivate me to, to do better and, and keep moving. And so, um, yeah, no music in my own head, thinking, asking myself questions constantly. And then when I get a pacer talking to them and asking them questions, I've been away from society at that moment, right. For 14, 20 hours, like Hey, what's happened? Did Elon Musk blow up Twitter at this point? Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I have no connection to the real world in that moment. So I want to know what's happening in, you know, what outside world, I guess
0: you could say. I'm betting you've gotten some interesting questions that have popped up in your mind. Because 24 hours, I like to so this is something I will do. So I will run occasionally. I'm more maybe on the lifting side or I, I do a variety of exercises, but I, I like to stay fit similar to you. And I remember there was this challenge I did for a month where I would listen to a YouTube video because I would find myself listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I'd be like, hey, let's just watch a YouTube video or scroll through social media as I run. And I found that 10 minutes is a lot longer than you think, (laughs) right? You start running and you're like, man, this 10-minute video is not over yet. And it's kind of weird how our mind gets in that when we're watching that 10 minute video, it's like, Oh, this is nothing, right? This is short. But then when you start run, when you start, you know, exerting energy, it's like, yo, this is a long time. And I can't do that. And I mean, 24 hours that I can't even imagine the thoughts you'd come up with. So I want to I want to ask this, what's the most interesting question? Or you would you say you've had? That's come (laughs) up while you've ran?
1: Uh, uh, so the two that come to mind right away is one is why am I doing this? Like, why am I out here still? <laughs> what, what's the point of this? It hurts. I'm tired. I'm hungry. You know, I've been using the the woods for a bathroom for the last 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, when is this going to end? Um, but I think the other one is depending on where I'm at, like, I don't know what it is, but I always think about the explorers and the people that are that, you know, we're in covered wagons or on foot crossing this country. And we have all the amenities we have today, right? Technology mm-hmm. makes life so much easier than it ever right. has been. And we think we're, we're challenged, right? With some of the things like, oh my goodness, I have to wait three minutes for this video to load or three seconds, <laughs> I should say. My life is so hard. And when I'm out there, um, I just look at the mountain ranges and I think to myself, like, there were people in covered wagons with wood wheels that are going up and over the Rockies to what they hope is a better life. And I just think to myself like would I have challenged myself back then because remember here I am running with a pack that's got cold water that I can stop and refill whenever I want with cold water because there's a team there to help me and food that's hot and you know conveniences of life. I'm I'm in shoes that are purposely made to run up and down mountains. And these Folks are coming across the country, it, it, like bringing oxen on horse with a musket, hoping not to get eaten by a grizzly bear, right? And I, I just it always baffles me when I think about that. Um, and so things along those lines, like history. I ran in the in Georgia in the mountains down there, and I thought about the Revolutionary War. Like there were soldiers that were running up this mountain to attack a fort to try to win the Revolutionary War. It just amazes me when I think about that stuff. So that's kind of where my mind goes in terms of history and where I'm at, depending on what part of the country I'm I'm running in.
0: I think you bring up an excellent point. I I love that you bring up uh the people coming across the plains in covered wagons. Because there's countless stories of those that they left later, right? And what happened is they get stuck because they don't want to climb the Rockies in the winter. They start running out of food, right? We have all these luxuries, all these easy things that help us get to where we want to do or make life easier. And I find that sometimes maybe the goal should be to make things harder because, or let me take a step back. I think the goal should be to be building character rather than making life easier for the next generation. Like I found, like I'm growing up in a time where it's like, Things are so easy. Like, we have access to all the information we could ever want. We have food at our disposal. We can go down the street to a grocery store and get food. And all these luxuries. And I find, well, what is that really doing for our character? Are we really going to, like, improve at all? And I find that, yes, we should. Maybe the process of building character, yes, is making things easier. But at the same time, sometimes we need those challenges to build our character. And honestly, character shows just throughout history, it goes to show those type of people do wonderful things and great things that people remember and they leave a legacy. So I want, I want to get your thoughts. How I mean, you're already doing hard things, but maybe more in your personal life, how do you overcome personal challenges? Because a lot of people, right, may be experiencing challenges. What's your process of overcoming challenges? I, I think about,
1: as you were talking, I wrote down a note and it, it says comfort zone, right? And, uh, and to me, growth is t- completed outside of the comfort zone. And um, I guess part of it is talking to myself and, and thinking about most of the stuff that we're going through is temporary. And by temporary, I mean, it might be a minute and it might be a year, but eventually it'll come to an end. And so I think about those um I think about that as far as time frame is concerned and what can I do to overcome that um, difficulty in that moment. And a lot of it is self-reflection. A lot of it is asking myself, why? Why am I doing this? Why is this important? Why keep going? And um, if I don't have a good enough answer, honestly, it's pull the plug, like move on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. you hear a lot of people say, I don't care what other people think, right? The vast majority of us, That's just not true. The vast majority of people care what other people think. Um, But I try to reinforce that, like, who's going to really care if I don't continue on with this project for the company? Right. If it's not profitable for my business, why keep doing it? Because Jane in Boston might like it. I I mean, what are we doing here? So I try to think about it in that perspective. And so when I when I do hard things, I, I ask myself why. Why do I keep doing it? Why am I going to start it? Why keep going forward? Um, And if I don't have a good enough why, I've got to get out of it. I just have to get out of it. Um, I'll give you a good story. So in 2019, I raced Ironman Wisconsin, and it was um, about two months after I had just finished running a hundred mile race called Western States, which is one of the most popular ones here in the world, actually, not just the U S. Um, and in February of that year, I raced the hundred miler as well. And typically my season had been race a hundred miler in February, race an Ironman in late September, early October. Um, I got surprised and happened to be selected to participate in Western States. And so my season got screwed up for lack of a better phrase and training <laughs> was totally different than what I would have been accustomed to. And I went through the process and I remember sitting on the masseuse table and saying to myself, I can't wait for this to be over. Like, I just want this race to be over. And that's just never been something that I've said and got to Ironman, Wisconsin. And another thing I've never done is right before I got in the water, I was just like, why am I here? Like, I don't (laughs) want to do this race. Like, I just, none of this makes sense to me. But I got in the water and I swam for about 30 minutes and I got about, I don't know, a quarter of the way through the 2.4 mile swim. And I realized I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in the water. I don't want to get out of this cold water and ride a bike for 112 miles. And I most certainly don't want to run a marathon after that. And so I waved my hand and the jet, I swam to the jet ski and they pulled me out of the water and I didn't finish that event. And in that moment, the hard thing was pulling myself out of the event, right? DNFing, quitting an Ironman. I've completed eight of them prior to that that day. And so it's not like I had an experience with it. So the hard part was pulling myself out. But I asked myself, why am I doing this? And the answer was, this isn't fun. And I don't want to do this. And so there will be people that'll be like, oh, but you could have gotten a medal. And oh, but you could have done this. And oh, but... And the reality is, for me, in the moment, it wasn't right, it wasn't fun, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I made the hard decision because my why was not stronger than the obstacle I was trying to overcome.
0: I think that's, thank you for sharing that story. I think that's something we all can learn from. Because sometimes we find ourselves, right, we, we, we're go, 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 right? We want to just go. I, I mean, I find myself in that too, but sometimes, right, taking that step back and asking yourself, well, why am I still doing this? Or why am I actually doing this? That it it really helps you realize, hey, is what's the end game here, right? Am I going to get to the end and say, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, right. Glory, all that, right? Or is it going to be like, man, this isn't as great as I thought it was. And oftentimes, when you talk with most people that are ultra successful, they say, it wasn't the moment that a million dollars was in my bank account. It wasn't the minute this happened. It was the process of me getting there. That was when I realized, "Hey, that is the happiness part." And then when you actually finish it, right? It's still a glorious moment. You're like, "Oh my gosh, I finally got it." But at the same time, when you start looking back, you're like, "No, it was the process of getting there. That's the fun part." And I mean, to your point, you have to ask, "Why am I doing this?" And if the end game's not what you want, then why keep doing it and move on to something else?
1: Yeah, I will I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but I I teach college and I teach business and marketing at the college level and I had noticed and and it's expected, look, I went to college too and I I skipped class myself, right? Um, but as a as a teacher now, I noticed that were students that were showing up to class, but they weren't participating. They weren't doing the work, but they were still there. And so I just asked them the question. I asked the entire class, two classes, about 100 students, "Why go to college if you're not going to go to college? Like, what's the point of being here if you're not going to be here? You know, college is expensive. You could buy a car instead and do something else with that money. So, what's your opportunity cost?" and ask yourself, why am I actually in college? And um, I've been really lucky that the students actually listened to that question, and it resonated with them. And I've had four students, three or four students, since I asked that question, come to me and say, hey, because of you asking me that question, I got this job, I've got this internship, I decided I was going to apply for that job at this company and I've got an interview. And so um, again, it's just asking yourself that question. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? You know, with all the technology we have coming at us constantly, I ask the students all the time, like, don't you think that TikTok video is gonna be there in two hours when this class is over? It's absolutely going to be there. So if you're in class, pay attention, listen, participate, ask questions. I teach marketing. Marketing is all about communication. Like those students should be asking me questions constantly. Um, and so I encourage them to do that. So it just goes back to the, why, you know, again, the question I asked them is why go to college if you're not going to go to college and it just allows you to open your mind and think and go, Hmm, that's a very good question. Let me think about that for a moment.
0: Exactly. And I, will build on that too. So just kind of for the record, I actually decided to forego that, uh, opportunity college. It may be something I look to do in the future when I want to build additional skills, But right now I'm like, you know what? Let's just throw myself in entrepreneurship. Let's see what happens. And I think a lot of kids, right? I go and talk with them because I'm like, I I still want to stay connected with kids in college because they're learning fantastic things that I just am not a part of. So I try to stay connected with them. And some of them are like, oh, I'm just doing this. Just, yeah, I'll do this. Kind of what you were saying. It's, oh, I don't really know why I'm here. And when you don't know that, it, it makes it really hard and in my opinion makes life kind of miserable. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I I just can't find that. But to your point with the phones where they're just scrolling on TikTok and you said, "Hey, it's still going to be there in 2 hours, right? Just get through this class like let's learn something valuable." Right? Because there's a reason why podcasts and ex- like especially are taking off. It's because it's person to person, right? It's people mm-hmm. having conversations. And that's I mean, even on TikTok, the v- most viral videos are the ones that People talking to each other because that's what you want. So you're in a classroom, might as well talk to the person that's already there instead of looking at other people doing it. And I think it's also a matter of patience as well. So I have like this thing it's like you have to respect yourself, you have to be accountable with yourself, and you have to be patient with yourself. And having that patience to say, hey, we're not going to figure it all out right now, right? Especially in this instant gratification world. We're not going to scroll and be like, oh my gosh, like we figured it out. When it comes to actually like getting a job, for example, it takes time to develop those skills and we get frustrated sometimes because it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm not good at this right now. Why, why is this happening? It's like, because you're not willing to be patient about that. So I want to ask this, how do you develop patience? I'm sure you have awesome things to share about this.
1: I think it comes back to what you said. You used the word earlier in that um, lead up to the question, which was purpose. And so if you know what your purpose is, you will have patience in achieving that purpose is what I believe. Um, I launched my business two years ago. um, And would it be great if it hit a million dollars on day one? Of course. But the reality is I know that you have to put in the hard work and chisel away until you get to that goal. And so for me, and, and it, maybe it's just my personality, and, and I try to um, explain this to people. I have been a long-term investor my entire life, and I've just I've always I've never thought about the get-rich-quick scheme. I've never really put myself in the, that idea that you know wake up today and take a magic pill and I'm stronger, faster, thinner, better looking. I mean. You know, this is a podcast. Your audience can't see me. I'm bald, right? It's like take a pill and have hair. No, like this is who I am. This is what it is. Um, And so I just think that if you have purpose, then you will develop the patience to achieve that purpose. And a part of that goes back to constantly asking yourself about that purpose. And what I mean by that is in this world of mobile phones and social media, right? People are telling you constantly how great their lives are. Right, look at the thing I just did, look at the thing that I'm about to do, and get away from it. Like, honestly, stop using it if, if you can for a day, just for a day. And you could see all the things that you can accomplish with your life by pausing the information highway of people telling you how great they are and what they're doing. And you can work on your goals and what you want to achieve. And then once you start doing that, then you start asking yourself constantly, okay, what could I do to get better? What could I do to get better? And so one of the things that I do every day is I read newsletters, 30 to 40 minutes newsletters, um, The Morning Brew, Nathan Baugh, um, Judd Legum, um, Robin Hood Snacks, uh, just different people in different Areas of the world and business, and I read their information. Jack uh, Jack Raines, he writes the newsletter Young Money. He's 25 years old, and he writes this financial newsletter that's just fantastic. And you know, I take all of that information and learning, and ask my questions uh, from the questions that they're asking about my business, about my teaching, about um, about my life in, in athletics, and. Then I turn around and ask my students or I ask my business partners those questions as well. Like, how can we get better? And we know that it's not something that you're going to turn around in a day. And so the more questions you ask, the more you realize how much you have to do and that you only have 24 hours in your day. So you might as well dedicate the time to do it and work along it. Um, That's a long answer, but honestly, like ignore the cliches um, that are about get rich quick and pay attention to the cliches that tell you, do the work and, and enjoy the journey.
0: No, I, I 100% agree with everything you said there. I think especially on the social media end of things. So I've actually, I like to try and here's kind of a story. I I found that, especially with this podcast, right? I'll be posting stuff, right? Trying to get, you know, just my brand out there. But then right after I posted it, i would scroll one and I'll be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh. 30 minutes are gone. So I just decided, you know what? That's enough. Let's just delete them all. Let's just see what happens. And can I tell you, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just found all this time. Again, it's kind of like when I was running on the treadmill. You, you're like, oh my gosh, 10 minutes is a lot of time. What, what can I do? And you realize like how much time you can have, how much time you have, and what you can mm-hmm. accomplish, right? And I, I love that you read financial newsletters. I think that's great. We are what we consume type of thing, right? If you're consuming mm-hmm. all this negative content, odds are you're probably going to be pretty miserable. But if you're consuming yeah. maybe motivational stuff, yeah, you might get a little bit kicked, but you should try and find better reasons to motivate yourself. It's just a starting point. Or in your case, you're consuming financial newsletters and and in that case you just become more financially literate, I guess is the word yeah. I'm looking for. That's exactly right. And that's in, that's important. It's a skill a lot of people need because at the end of the day that, that pays for your retirement and your glory days and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So a little bit on your business, I don't want to kind of shift gears here, but what got you a start on that? What kind of was like, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to go start a business. I'm running hundred miles. I can do this as well. Uh, literally that I can do this as well. Um, <laughs> In, you know, when the
1: uh, pandemic hit, I was a full-time employee for a company called Travel Host. And as you can imagine, the word travel in your company's name during a pandemic is not the greatest thing. It's like oil and water. And so we suffered some losses and I was super fortunate that my mentor, his name is Bill Schroeder, kept me on as a consultant. So I went from full-time employee to consultant. So you can imagine pay gets whacked. And, um, one day he got a phone call cause bill is a serial entrepreneur. And one day he got a phone call about purchasing a company called Texas runner and triathlete magazine. And he asked me if I would be interested in purchasing the business. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll be happy to talk to the owner and see what, what shakes out from it. Um, I had a couple of conversations with the owner. And I hung up because they're asking price and what I would be willing to pay for that might as well have been earth and Mars. I mean, they were so far apart. And, um, I hung up the phone and I looked at Bill and I said, I don't need to buy the business. I can do this on my own. At that moment, I had been in endurance sports for about 13 years. I knew plenty of people that wrote. I knew plenty of people that participated in the sport and sports, I should say. And, Um, When I first got started, I launched a brand, I guess you could say, um, called Cook, Train, Eat, Race. And that was my idea of getting into the business side of endurance sports. And now I had an opportunity to do so. Um, I founded the company's called uh, Endurance Sports Investment Group because I'm a huge Shark Tank fan. And my idea was I could be the person that invests in very small companies that are involved in endurance sports and help them grow while growing myself, uh, my business with run, try bike magazine. And I would use revenue and profit generator from Run Tribe Bike Magazine to help fund the purchase of ownership stakes in other small businesses that were in the endurance sports space so that my money was making money, right, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I've learned over the years of investing is have your money make money, right? Exactly. And um, I just knew that I could do it. And this coming January, we will have been in business for two years. Um, it's been successful we've had our share of bumps in the road you know i've woken up in the middle of the night stressed beyond uh, all belief that i forgot to do x or i forgot to do y or i need to do z whatever it was um but one of the things that has been rewarding besides um you know being able to close deals and perform for our clients is the emails and the messages we get from athletes who are thanking us for the inspiring and motivating story that we told and that why keeps me going it it strengthens my resolve to keep the business moving forward because you could do a million things and get zero response to it and then you get that one response and they're like hey thank you very much you know that was a great in your case that was a great episode really learned a lot from it and for us you know hey that's a great article we really learned a lot from it and um, that means a lot and so You know, just going down that path of that why and then just I've been a salesperson for 30 years. And so, you know, I love negotiating. I love, you know, getting told no is not fun, but it does help build uh, a better salesperson. And so, you know, negotiating and all of that stuff helps the company um, grow because I get excited about it. Okay. We have a presentation today, or, Hey, we have a follow-up appointment today, or, Hey, we're submitting a report on what we did today. Um, and I get the jitters, you know, I got jitters before I got on the air with you. And it's like, you know, there's there's that nervous excitement that doesn't, um, doesn't paralyze me. It it actually excites me. It's like, okay, this must be important if I'm nervous. And, um, you know, we're we're heading into year three now, and, and we have such a renewed focus and goal for 2023 that I'm super excited about it, despite knowing how much work it's gonna take to make it successful.
0: That's cool. I, I love the story you shared there, I think. It, it gives a lot of hope for people that maybe are struggling. And I, I agree, that one message that you get, right? Sure, right, some people ignore you you feel like you did horrible and you're like, Oh man, I forgot to do this. And then that one message, it does make all the difference. And I agree. It's, and especially with reviews too. Right. So like I Mm -hmm. I do something else as well. Right. And when you get that positive review, it just means the world. Right. And people always wonder, right. When they look on Amazon, like who's giving those five star reviews, right. Someone's doing it. And those people I think are just great people. And it really gave me an appreciation now that I'm right buying stuff. It's like, oh, I'm leaving a review if it's awesome. Right. (laughs) Like, because I know how much it means to the person that's selling it because they know that it's tough. Everyone's, everyone's battling stuff. They're all trying to do their best. And we're all in this together type of thing. Right. We, we all have struggles and we all have things that we're trying to overcome. And, The least you can do is just brighten someone's day and make it better. And I think we need a little bit more of that.
1: I would say this in a world of negativity, right? It's very easy to, to see all the negative comments. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You should have done this better. You should have done that better from people who aren't doing it. First of all, like, let's just start there. (laughs) So when you get that one positive comment, it means the world. Like I just got an email from, lynn maddox who is a woman who started an organization called fund her tri that our business supported by providing scholarships to two first-time uh, female triathletes and she sent an email out um, talking about her 2023 goals to uh, and we're bcc so i'm just assuming a whole bunch of different partners and she actually pointed out our business to say thank you to run tri bike for the partnership and that just meant the world. So I replied to her and I said, you know, thank you very much. And she replied back within seconds. Hey, we really love what you're doing um, for the community and for endurance sports at large. And, and we just look forward to continued success in 2023. And man, like that just totally made my morning um, to have seen that from a person, by the way, who's in Hawaii who's a handful of hours behind us. So, you know, it's really early over there. And, uh, you know, to to have them be awake, to have her be awake and email right away was outstanding. And so, yeah, in a world of negativity, you got to push that stuff to the side and and focus on the positive and and think about those things. And don't be afraid to take notes on the things that people say to remind yourself. Like, I know all this stuff sounds corny, but there's a reason why successful people do this.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and why they're successful, like, you know, Um, take the notes, take the time, be to your point, be patient, tap the brakes and take time for yourself, right? You don't have to be, you know, this whole idea of hustle culture and grinding day in and day out and 16, 18, 20 hours a day. No, man, like go for a walk and enjoy the sunshine every now and again and, and, you know, be a part of the world instead of, you know, nose to the grindstone constantly. I, I, to me, it just doesn't make much
0: sense. I love that. I think that's important that sometimes, right. We get so hyper-focused right on those things that we want that we do need to take time to ourselves and avoid. Like I had a guy on the show where he talked about burnout, and he's like, most people are not a Steve jobs. He was just saying it straight out. He's like, like 99.9% of you are not a Steve jobs. We all think we can be, but the reality is, is we're going to burn out. Most of us don't have super DNA that can help us work 16, 18 hours a day. Like you need to take that time for yourself and really, right, stay physically healthy, mentally healthy, uh, spiritually healthy, uh, missing another, financially healthy. And, you know, there's there's a variety of healths that you want to be in. A well-rounded person is ultimately what you want to be. So I'm going to ask the intelligent question of the day. So I think we kind of talked about, you know, positivity there. I think that's important. Sometimes the best way I have found to kind of brighten your day a little bit is to also go out and serve others, right? And be a positive influence in them and just do that for them. How would you say, because sometimes, right, you just get really down on yourself. Do you find the motivation to go out and serve others? Because sometimes, right, we get so focused on ourselves. How do we find that motivation to go and serve others? That is a home run of a question. Um, and I, and
1: I'm thinking to myself, like the the easy answer is push that negativity to the side and go do something. That's the easy answer, but it's the difficulty in the of doing the task. And you know, part of me is very fortunate that we have the business that we do, which is to serve others. And so I like to go, I've just said, like, stop scrolling for 30 minutes and go do something. Right. But I go onto our company's platform and I'll look at the people that we're following and the stories that they're telling and what they're overcoming. And I will comment to them, to your point, right? Leave the positive review. And it'll be something along those lines. And, And you do that one, two, three times and you start to pull yourself out of that negative space. And you get back into a more positive space and you start doing other things again, over and over again. But here's my word of uh, advice slash caution. Don't do it just to do it. Like if you don't have something meaningful to say, if you don't have something meaningful to help others with, don't do it. Make sure that it has a purpose, that you are doing something for the other person instead of doing it just for yourself. Um, because that just becomes a selfless act. And one, people see through it. And two, that that dopamine hit of, oh, I did something good for somebody else will wear off right away. Um, so be patient with yourself and take a time, take the moment, take a time to actually think about what it is you want to do to serve others. And so that it becomes meaningful. And you don't have to do a thousand things. Just do one. Just do one thing. Um, and you don't have to do it every single day. You don't have to do it, you know. But make it meaningful to you because what will happen is the snowball effect. You do it one time and it has meaning to you and you realize that you've helped somebody else and it starts to roll downhill from there. Um, I'm going to end this answer again in in a long answer with something else. So I don't have children. I always think about legacy and a lot of times people are like children will be your legacy. Um, well I'm 49, I'll be 49 here in a month. And so children are not going to be, um, part of my equation or my legacy, but my legacy is this conversation. My legacy is teaching the students that I teach so that they take my words and then go help somebody else. And, and so I hope what I've talked to you today about somebody listens to this podcast and says, man, that was meaningful. Oh, he listens to, or he reads financial newsletters. Maybe I need to do that too because I want to become more financially literate. Or man, he runs a hundred miles, I can go run a 5K. Or man, he does X, I can do Y. And sort of get them moving in that direction for the things that they want to pursue. And I say that to my students as well. Like, My legacy is not just teaching you today, but that you show kindness to somebody else down the road um, who wants a job, who applies to be a part of your company. And then we just keep that ball rolling. And that's the legacy that, um, I look at. And so, you know, that's another answer to your question of how do you serve others? And it's kind of a selfish way to do it, but it does provide them the opportunity because it's meaningful. I want to help you so you can help somebody else.
0: I love that. That's, that's a fantastic legacy too. I think, I think a lot of, Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of lost for words there. That was very, that was very good. So, Jason, thank you for coming on today. And you've mentioned your businesses, kind of newsletters you're on and stuff. What's the best way people can reach out to you on social media or website? What's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. So, um, one of the things that marketing has taught me is good branding and consistent. So, we are at run try mag on facebook twitter youtube and instagram and you can email us at info at runtrymag.com. and you know we'd love to chat with you if you've got a story to tell that surrounds endurance sports and you're you know it's a story of overcoming we want to share that story because that's what our whole platform is built on but you can find us in on all of those spots at run try mag
0: awesome well thank you for coming on jason i've enjoyed learning from you. And I'm sure the audience learned a ton from you as well. So thank you for taking the time to come on today.
1: Absolutely, Josh. Thank you very much. I had a great
0: time chatting with you. Look forward to chatting with you in the future again. Awesome. So everyone, as you can tell, that is Jason, and I'm probably going to butcher the last name again, Bahamundi. Jason is a very intelligent person, has great things to say. I challenge you guys, if you like anything you heard today or you're interested in something Jason mentioned today, reach out to him and I'm sure he would be happy to help you guys stay tuned till next week we have a great guest lined up for you guys see you guys next week and let's get after it hey everyone if you liked this episode and would like to hear more be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button we release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to thank you guys so much for the support that you give. we could not have done this without you guys if you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.